0: All right, wrestling fans, this is Southern Dynamite Doug Minton here as the promoter of Pro Wrestling America, giving you the card from Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan from July 21st, 2021. This is the one double I'm doing this week. So we have seven big matches this week culminating in the big War Games match between Jesse James Armstrong's Strong Army and Billy Gunn's Guns for Hire. But before we get there, we have the undercard we have to go through with some great things that are going on to lengthen and strengthen the storylines involving some of the other wrestlers. Opening match, Savannah Jack continuing his gauntlet, this time against newcomer Jason Kincaid. He was signed last week, but not given a match. This is his first match. Kincaid makes an impressive debut in the PWA. He goes for the Grave of the Fireflies, but Jack throws him off. Kincaid slides out of the ring. When Kincaid climbs back into the ring, Jack takes control and wins the match with a backslide in a time of four minutes, 50 seconds. The video shifts to PG-13 walking into the arena. They are immediately attacked by masked assailants. One assailant whips JC Ice into the side of a security truck. Ice's head hits the side mirror. The other one picks Wolfie D up in a military press and slams him headfirst into his amboni. The two masked men leave the scene. The next match has Kurt Henning facing off against Bobo Brazil. And Kurt and Bobo have a great match, but Kurt gets the win with the Henning Plex in a time of 3 minutes, 52 seconds. After the match, David Von Erich rushes into the ring with a chain wrapped around his fist, and he busts both Kurt and Bobo open with the chain. As Kurt gets back to his feet, David unwraps the chain and uses it to short clothesline Kurt. When Bobo gets back to his feet, David kicks him in the solar plexus and applies the iron claw until security is able to pull him off Bobo and separate all three men. What's the point here? Bobo has declared himself the ultimate number one contender until he has won the world heavyweight title. Kurt Henning and David Von Herrick would both like to have that one. But we'll get to that in this week's. Speaking of number one contenders, the next match is the number one contender match for the American heavyweight title, continuing the feud between Honky Tonk Man and Raven. HTM and Raven have a classic battle showing why both men are considered top contenders for the American heavyweight title. The feud between them has reached what seems to be a climax. About the 17-minute mark, Missy climbs onto the ring apron to distract referee Nick Patrick. Sunshine comes around the ring and pulls Missy off the ring apron. The two women brawl around the ringside area, grabbing hair and screaming the whole 80s and early 90s women's battles. Raven prepares for the even flow, but he's distracted by the women. Iceman King Parsons and Eddie Gilbert race down to the ring to separate the women. HTM takes control of the match from that point until he's able to hit the shake, rattle, and roll for the pin in a time of 21 minutes, 6 seconds. The number one contender for gold dust American heavyweight title is the Honky Tonk Man. Video shifts again backstage to PG-13 walking through the locker room area looking for the smoking guns. When they get around to the guns locker room, they are attacked again by the same masked man from earlier. The four fight around the locker room door until Wolfie D's arm is slammed in the door. The masked men leave PG-13 behind again. Now we have one of the great matches of the card. Television title versus $1,000 in a lumberjack match. Dirty Dutch Mantell defending his television title against Buzz Sawyer's $1,000. And if you remember from the previous card, Dutch went the full time limit with Buzz by just continuing to throw him outside the ring and refusing to fight him. So the 20 lumberjacks are announced and surround the ring. Buzz comes out to the ring and grabs the microphone. He points to all the lumberjacks surrounding the ring and tells Dutch that he has nowhere to run from this week. Dutch comes out to the ring. He grabs the microphone from Buzz and says that he's going to take Buzz's money just as easily as he did the microphone. Buzz and Dutch lock up and have a brawl that makes the Lumberjacks very bored. They have nothing to do without Buzz or Dutch being thrown out of the ring. Finally, Buzz backs Dutch into the corner. As Nick Patrick backs Buzz away, Dutch motions for David to hand him something. David grabs the chain from his pocket. Some of the Lumberjacks try to stop him, but David wraps it around his hand and nails Dutch between the eyes with it. Buzz bounces off the ropes with a diving headbutt for the win. David climbs into the ring with a television title belt. He nails Buzz with the title belt and drapes it over his body. As Dutch gets back to his feet, David levels him with a clothesline. As he leaves the ring, the crowd is shocked into silence. David makes a beeline for the exit and leaves the arena without saying a word to anyone. All right, next match pretty much starts up right after that. Iceman King Parsons facing off against Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Iceman and Gilbert have a quick match, starting with the two of them climbing into the ring from being lumberjacks in the previous match. Iceman has the advantage early, but Gilbert turns it around with powder to the eyes. He gets the pinfall after a pile driver in a time of 6 minutes 49 seconds. The Smoking Guns and Jimmy Golden are back at the interview area, talking about the War Games match. PG-13 comes onto camera and asks where they have been when they were attacked earlier. They get attacked from behind yet again by the same masked assailants. The Smoking Guns and Jimmy Golden back away from their partners. The assailants unmask themselves to be Steve Carino and Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. The guns hold out their hands to Carino and Daniels. Now the team is complete, Golden says, as they walk off camera. So what's going on with PG-13 and the guns for hire? Uh, sounds like Billy Gunn and Bart Gunn and Jimmy Golden have found bigger guns to hire. All right, the first of the two main events for the night, World Tag Team Title Match. David Von Erich and Dirty Dutch Mantel defending the titles against their arch rivals, Iceman King Parsons and Brickhouse Brown. Iceman and Brickhouse come down to the ring ready for their match. Dutch's music plays, but he doesn't come out. Video cuts to Dutch searching the backstage area, asking everyone if they've seen David. Everyone says no. Finally, he comes out with both World Tag Team title belts draped over his shoulders. He looks around as he walks to the ring, wondering if David is hiding somewhere. When he finally climbs into the ring, he presents both belts to Tommy Young. Young asks Dutch if he wants to keep the match or forfeit. Iceman and Brickhouse say they don't want to forfeit victory. That's exactly what kind of nonsense David would be contriving with his no-show stunt. Dutch agrees to wrestle a handicap match, if Young will make Iceman and Brickhouse tag in and out. Since Iceman has just finished a match, Brickhouse starts out against Dutch. The challengers take complete advantage of their two-on-one situation. Dutch doesn't really shine in the match but he makes it interesting for the challengers until they put him away with a double slingshot suplex for Iceman to pick up the pinfall in a time of 10 minutes, 29 seconds. As they are celebrating their title when David's music begins to play. Iceman and Breckhouse turn to face the entrance, but David shows up in the ringside crowd behind them. He grabs a chair from ringside and climbs over the guardrail. The new champions are still waiting for him to appear on the entrance ramp. David slides into the ring behind them as Dutch gets to his feet. David nails Dutch with the chair. The champions turn around as David stomps away at Dutch's head and neck. They separate David from Dutch. Brickhouse manages to get David out of the ring as Iceman helps Dutch to his feet. David grabs the microphone and tells Dutch that he is sick and tired of having to carry him around. Every time they have lost the titles, Dutch lost the titles for them. David informs everyone that he is setting his sights on the world heavyweight title. He doesn't need anyone to help him with that. As David rants on the outside of the ring, Iceman and Brickhouse leave the ring. Dutch stands alone in the ring, fuming over being turned on by his now former tag team partner. Dutch asks for the microphone. David holds it out, but Dutch has to reach through the ropes to get it. David nails him over the head with a microphone. Dutch stumbles back to the center of the ring. David slides into the ring. The two lock up and begin to grapple along the ropes. Finally, David gets the upper hand with a knee lift into Dutch's ribs. He picks Dutch up in a suplex, but drops him with a brain buster onto the chair. David leaves the ring with the crowd giving a mixed reaction. Some want to think this is David becoming a face again. Others think it's just David wanting to establish himself as a more dominant heel in the PWA. Which is it? That'll unfold in the f- coming weeks. Now the second main event, the War Games match, the Strong Army versus the Guns for Hire. As the second ring and the cage are being prepared for the War Games match, the Strong Army meet up with Lance Russell in the interview area. Lance asks him about the turmoil going on. Jesse says that he doesn't care what's going on between David and Dutch. Brad tells me he's probably talking about PG-13 being jumped by Carino and Daniels. Jesse says he doesn't care who is on the other side. The strong army is going to win because they are family. The guns for hire are simply that, hired guns that can't trust each other. Billy and Bart come out so that the coin toss can be made. Lance tosses the coin. Billy calls heads it lands on tails. Jesse smiles as the strong army have the advantage through the first part of the match. All right, your entrance order for the match. Brad Armstrong and Jimmy Golden start off the match. Then every minute, a new person comes in. So then, Eric Embry, Bart Gunn, Ken Wayne, Steve Carino, Danny Davis, Billy Gunn, Jesse James Armstrong, Terry Funk, all come out in the first eight minutes. And all throughout the card, the strong army have been tight-lipped about their sixth wrestler. At the nine-minute mark, when the sixth wrestler comes out, Jason Kincaid is that sixth wrestler, and the crowd goes ballistic. The last wrestler going, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels, doesn't make it to the ring because he's attacked from behind by PG-13 on the way down to the ring. Since the match can't officially start until the last member of the match enters the cage, PG-13 did their best to keep the Fallen Angel out of the cage. As PG-13 and Daniels brawl outside the cage, the guns for hire tried to break out of the cage to assist. However, the strong army takes full advantage of their continued 6-on-5 advantage. PG-13 hot shot Daniels across the guardrail and slam him back into the cage with a double Russian leg sweep. Inside the cage, the Nightmares produce handcuffs and bust open Funk and Carino. They are handcuffed to the turnbuckle in the second ring. The Armstrong brothers brawl openly with the smoking guns in the first ring. imbrank and Kincaid double-team Golden and tie him up between the two rings and the ropes. Jesse nails the shake, rattling knee drop on Billy. Brad drills Bart into the mat with the spinebuster slam. Jesse goes for the cover, but the referee is still outside the cage until Daniels makes it in. Kincaid sets Bart's up, Bart up for the grave of the Fireflies and nails it. PG-13 have Daniels completely busted open outside the cage. As they celebrate their revenge against one of their attackers, they each grab a chair. They wait for Daniels to get to his feet before they can go for their version of a concerto, but Daniels ducks out of the way. As PG-13 oversell their chair stings, Daniels slithers past Wolfie D and climbs into the ring. Referee David Manning climbs in after him. The match's official start takes place at the 18-minute mark instead of the 10. Daniel starts to make some noise in the cage, but he's quickly shut down by the nightmares. Jesse signals again for the shake, rattle, and e-drop on Billy, but Billy rolls out of the way this time. PG-13 produce a handcuffed key that they slide to Funk. Funk unlocks himself. Ice asks for the key back, but Funk fits Funk spits in his face as he goes over to unlock Carino. Security escort PG-13 away from the ringside area around the 20-minute mark. The 12 men brawl between the two rings for another 20 minutes. Several pen attempts are made, but they are all broken up due to so many people being in the cage. Finally, the Nightmares take Daniels down with a double Russian leg sweep. Embry comes off the top turnbuckle with a frog splash to get the pen on Daniels to end the match at a time of 42 minutes, 8 seconds. The 12 men continue to brawl inside the ring. PG-13 rushes down to the ring with chairs in their hands. They join in the fray, especially targeting Carino and Daniels. However, the nightmares start to brawl with PG-13 as well. No one seems to want anything to do with the punk tag team. The The episode goes off the air with the brawl still going on. Alright, so what's going on with PG-13 and the Guns for Hire? Simply that. The Guns for Hire found another tag team that they thought would be better for them. In the end, the Strong Army still won the match. What will happen with PG-13? Well, we'll still have the feud with the Nightmares as they were brawling with them at the end of the episode. You have all these things going on with Strong Army and Guns for Hire. And Unfortunately, for the next little while, it takes a back seat for the next couple of months as we have the Deadly Dozen tournament returning again as we get into Champaign, Illinois for the card on the 28th. And yes, it'll take a back seat because we already have 12 matches from that tournament, plus the mandatory television title match and Savannah Jack continuing his gauntlet. So that's coming up this Wednesday. I encourage you to be back for that. Also be here for all of the theology portions of the Wrestling with Theology podcast. Monday's Confessional Corners, we go through Apology 5 and the idea of love and the fulfilling of the law. Thursday's Digging Deeper into the Psalms that we may truly see the rich treasures that are there in God's word. Until next time, this is Southern Dynamite Doug Minton wishing you God's great blessings as you wrestle with theology. Amen.